I had to turn that music way down because it was right in my ears. We never what do this. What the hell is going on there, Joel? So, Jeremy, you don't know that I normally have post-production on this when we record. I do know. I watch I watch the show sometimes. I, I check it out and see what you've done to, to snazzy and fancy it up a little bit. Yeah, so there's usually music at the top and the bottom, but uh, they were live for Change Pal. So I decided to uh, toss the music in and try and play it. But Junior does not take a span of uh, making background music very backgroundy unless the volume is at like 20 can you add music to the background like is that oh i see it news yeah. newsroom riot is that what you're playing that's the name it's on the youtube uh, library oh okay i didn't know this was a, i never used the music on the stream yard so i didn't real realize that was a thing how do you think we do this every week oh I thought you did that like you had it on like your phone. No. You had it on like your phone or something the first week, didn't you? Probably something like that. Anyway, yeah, we're already because there was like a there's like a bad echo on it like the first week we did it. Oh, that's just because this 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 app can be real trash sometimes. Oh, that's also fair. Don't don't <laughs> knock the Streamyard. Come on now, hey, we love you, Streamyard. If they sponsor us, then I will consider not making fun of them. <laughs> that's fair. That's very fair, actually. Yeah, sponsor us, StreamYard. What are we doing here? I don't, maybe I should mess around with the background music a little bit more. I've never, never messed with it, but now that I know it's a thing, we'll see. Probably not, but maybe we'll see. Anyway, Fightful Overbooked. It's February twentieth, and Jeremy and I are live doing Newsworthy because I was away in Montreal for the last few days, and my internet was so bad that we couldn't even record it via StreamYard so that I could edit it and put it up for everybody on Saturday. Uh, but we're here. We're back. I survived, and so did Jeremy. We had a busy weekend, both for different reasons. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm well. Did did we survive, or are we just you know drifting in into time and space continuum here? Are we real, Joel Pearl, uh, or are we dancing? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the way the show works is pretty straightforward. <laughs> We, uh, we usually banter a bit and then eventually realize that we should talk about the news. Uh, yeah. But typically, we take five stories from the week that uh, Jeremy wrote, and we kind of give a little more insight into the story, and we expound on it a bit and uh, talk about it and why it was important, why maybe it stuck around on your newsfeed and got a lot of engagement, or maybe why it should have. So uh, if you're ready, we can get started, unless you want to talk about any of these to set up the week. Um, I don't know what's there to talk about, Joel. No, let's just let's jump right into things. We are for those, and I know everybody's wondering this, but I'm gonna force Joel to make a good thumbnail for the show on this week. Hangman Page Piss Pants will be talked about on Saturday. So there's your teaser for Saturday's episode of Newsworthy. You will get the Hangman Page Piss Pants story. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Saturday when we get there. That that went up today, Monday. So, but I saved it for uh, the weekend episode instead of bumping it into this week. I, I tried to keep us on the the weekly schedule here. You're welcome. Thank you for that. I I was when you started saying that, I thought maybe you wanted me to to suddenly change this week's. And I was like, buddy, I put this together in seconds. Come on. I know you did good. You did good because you said there was going to be a thumbnail. So I just expected like a generic photo up there. So you actually added text and a border and everything. So you did well. But go ahead and make it now, Joel Pearl, the hangman page, John Moxley piss pants thumbnail. I'll send you various uh, variations on it and let you pick one. 
Shout out to Gisberto yeah. who does that for us with our uh, our post shows. <laughs> oh, he rules. Gisberto, he always sends me like five different thumbnails for interviews and, and spotlight and everything. He's like, what about this one? What about this one? I was like, Gisberto, the first one is fine. Please do not take more of your time to do these extra thumbnails. If you love us and you want to donate a super chat, you can go ahead. It's at the bottom of the screen. Support us here at Fightful Overbooked. And of course, you can always leave a thumbs up, especially if you're watching live. So uh, let's uh, let, let's dig into it. The first story we're going to talk about, Goldberg on Rihanna's Super Bowl performance. It was horrible. I was disgusted by it. <laughs> Normally when we do the recorded version, I'd have this article like fly into the screen and you'd see what it looks like. Uh, so Goldberg was talking on the carcast podcast i first of all i'm gonna put jeremy over very hard and i did this while i was in montreal because we talked about this amongst friends this particular article when it showed up on various social platforms it was just the quote and everyone was like goldberg has a podcast or where did he say this or where is like i was waiting for jeremy to get where it came from because it's very important when you're transcribing to at least tell me where it came from but it's the carcast podcast which of course shouldn't surprise anyone it's goldberg uh goldberg hates rihanna but he loves chris stapleton jeremy what happened <laughs> goldberg's had this podcast by the way this is not like how long, a new thing. How long a new he thing. oh he's had it for a while i've pulled quotes from goldberg's car cast podcast hold on i will i'll go it's not like i write about the car cast podcast all the time so i will search in in our fightful archive here car cast and yeah I've written plenty of articles dating all the way back to April 2020. So a while. This was a, a pandemic long... thing for him, wasn't it? I probably, it probably was. Yes. So he's had this podcast for like three years now. It probably was a, a, uh, a pandemic thing. So yes, this is not a new podcast for Goldberg. As I, was, I know I've been pulling quotes from this podcast for a while. Jeez, time flies. I didn't realize it was all the way back in 2020. But I knew it was a while ago. Um, so anyway, yes, he's had this podcast for a while, the car cast. He decided to, the description of this, I knew he was, he's not on it every week. I will say that he's not on it every week. There's the co-host and then some other guys sometimes on it, but I always check it. It's in my feed and I checked to see if Goldberg's on. I saw he was on. I didn't expect much out of this, honestly. Um, I didn't, I didn't, ex, uh, expect much on sorry my messages i'm getting a bunch of them and i'm annoyed uh i didn't expect a a bunch from this because even the description is like goldberg talks about the super bowl and the car commercials i was like eh whatever but it was like a 30 minute i could run through that real quickly so i ran through it there was nothing there was no wrestling related stuff on there and that's what i listen to these podcasts for is, is wrestling related stuff but he said this thing about rihanna and i'm just like i gotta pull something from this and the Rihanna thing, like, I knew it was a headline, right? Like, I knew, like, Goldberg trashing the Rihanna halftime show. I knew, like, it'll pop. It will pop. People will be like, ooh, give, who gives a fuck what Goldberg thinks? Like, this asshole. Like, I knew it would pop. I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I did it. And it went about how I expected it to go. I, I didn't expect, I maybe I should have, like, I saw it on TMZ and everything like they ran the this story i want my credit as as a uh egotistical selfish person who loves the the spotlight on me i did i was hoping they would link back to to fightful and and give us some credit but no they didn't uh jerks so it definitely popped because it got picked up like 
the, the quote just got picked up every by mainstream outlets and everything everything it ruled um but yeah i i don't know i thought it was funny honestly i thought it was funny because i knew what was going to happen and generally i don't like i don't like doing headlines like this like because truthfully who cares what goldberg thinks about rihanna's halftime performance goldberg ain't that big of a name like he, he's just not ain't that big of a deal uh and who cares what his opinion is on rihanna's halftime performance it's the it's the dave Chappelle bit after 9 11 uh, when trl is like let's go to ja rule and see what ja thinks it's like who cares what ja rule thinks about this situation <laughs> so but i i spent an uh hour and a half half hour of my time listening to this i was gonna pull something that's what i pulled you know what i'm gonna pull from this the name of the co-host uh, so it's matt dan matt deandrea yeah. he's got the best nickname the moderator <laughs> not the moderator he calls himself the moderator and that's 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 clever good on you matt i like that. i was i was annoyed by the way because i read the tmz article and they said it was corolla who was the co-host and i'm like you guys just read the description here how because it is corolla's like podcast as well i'm pretty sure it like started with adam corolla um it's like you guys just read the description did you actually listen to this podcast so that always annoys me when you know these other outlets that just get stuff like that wrong because either i don't know if they don't listen and they just like pull the quotes from some other article and then it just gets all misconstrued as i always say listen for yourself or find the original source of a transcript and then hopefully they provide enough detail because i did try to do that of like hey they reviewed super bowl commercials they were talking about just the super bowl in general it wasn't just well, let me bash rihanna type of thing even though that's what it turned into being bashing rihanna do you think that if chris stapleton grabbed his uh his crotch every 15 seconds he would be more or less popular with that with that audience that audience probably less popular right i feel like his female demo would go up though maybe i his female demo is probably like not terrible as it is though i feel like chris stapleton probably does does well by the way rihanna's halftime performance ruled oh if you hated that you're you're probably someone like Goldberg, uh, but it she was pregnant. Rihanna had some bangers. I always say this. I got in trouble with the Bay Hive on this, but Rihanna's better than Beyonce. And give me a Rihanna record over a Beyonce record any single day of the week. Rihanna fucking kills it. Love Rihanna. Also, like just from a cinematography standpoint, that was a really well shot performance. Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't sit here and be like, no, that was awful. I don't like Rihanna. Like, I don't care if you like her music or not. There was something there for like everyone to enjoy. And every year we get into this stupid conversation. Why isn't Metallica playing the halftime show? Because the halftime show is not for you, dude, bro, who's already watching the football game. It's they're gonna they're they're gonna stop. They're gonna stop having uh the people from from the rap world do these halftime performances, though, because apparently last year they told Eminem don't take a knee, and Eminem took a knee, and then this year they told Rihanna. No bitch better have my money. And the first words out of her mouth are bitch better have my money. So they're gonna stop. They're gonna go with Chris Stapleton every single year at this rate. Gonna start having a Willie Nelson Super Bowl. Oh, anyway. Willie Nelson did the Super Bowl once, right? And Garth yeah. Brooks is gonna be there. I love Garth, but man, as long as he does standing outside the fire, that's the only song I know. Nah, no, there you you know friends in low places. Everybody knows friends in low places. Fine, okay. Fine. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about Goldberg 
anymore <laughs> until he comes back for WrestleMania. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Uh let's talk about Kenny Omega. He uh he's talking about the AW5 Forever game. He says Omega discusses scaling back AW5 Forever, how the delay hurt the game. Uh where was he? He was on uh Swerve City Podcast. Kenny Omega was oh, really? talking about the video game and a whole plethora of other things, but let's talk about AW5 Forever. What's uh what are we talking about here? Oh, really good podcast, by the way. Swerve, I, I know I put him over before, but he's a good interviewer because it's just it's just conversations. And obviously Swerve is inside. He's in the business and everything. But just good conversationalist is, is Swerve. And Montezzi and uh, Rich Lotta was there as well, who, who I really like. Um, so, yeah, they were talking to Kenny Omega and a very wide range of, of topics. They talk about Cody. They talk about Kenny's return, doing trio stuff, even like his current spot in AEW and what he's doing. But the, the video game stuff I thought was pretty important because they had just released the clip of Hangman and Danielson like earlier that day. It was a Friday, I believe. Uh, that was interspliced with the Hangman and Danielson match. And people like saw, hey, wasn't there before like blood all over the mat? And then in the Hangman Danielson clip, it was like, hey, there's no blood all over the mat and this. And Hangman or Omega says it in this interview. He's like, yeah, you know, before... We could turn the ring into like a crime scene with all the blood. And then we had to basically cut that out because we were in a mature rating at that point and we needed to get it down to a teen rating. Uh, they wanted to sell more video games. And he, he said, like, it's going to hurt it, this delay, because, you know, information, I think the reports were like they were hoping fall of 2022. Obviously, that came and went with nothing. And then they were maybe hoping February of 2023. Like, there's, we're 20 days into February, there's no release date for it i i don't think it's coming out in february now maybe it's going to be sometime in the second quarter of 2023 we'll see and, and omega says like all these delays like there's people in this game or not in this game who are on the roster or not on this roster it's like they're not they're not here like cm punk's obviously a big one cody is, is in the game he's been gone for a year now and, and by the time this game comes out there's gonna be other people who are on the who are not in the game who are on television every single week. And it's like, Oh man, like you're just going to have to wait for the, the DLC. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't, I don't know the, the full roster. I'm not even sure. I don't know if it's been released yet or not. I haven't, I should probably keep up with it a little bit better, but like Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe in the game. He's the, he's the TNT champion. And I'm not even sure if Samoa Joe is in this game, which kind of an issue a little bit that, that Samoa Joe is not in this game. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be people that are in the roster or that are on the roster and on TV who aren't in this game. And that's going to upset some people. It's like, Hey, I want to use this guy and he's not there. And can he like recognize that he tried to put over like, Hey, you can do cool stuff. Like jump off a skateboard into a drop kick and all the mini games and stuff, which I'm looking, looking forward to. I gotta say that, that Danielson page clip didn't get me like super excited for the game. I do think they're going the right way. And like, it's not a full on simulator. I do think that, which is which is good. I'll play it. I'm sure I'll have some fun with it. But the longer it gets delayed, the the more clips and stuff that come out, or the less information that comes out, it's a little troubling. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for the game. I really am. I I'm a little um, I, I'm questioning what's taking so long, other than just getting getting it right and waiting for the ratings and all that stuff. It's one thing, and I'm also thinking about the fact that like Cody's going to be in two major branded video games in less than a year it's basically going to be like 2k23 is going to drop and then fight forever is going to be like either already coming out or like around 
the, the corner. And I'm excited for that. But uh, as long as I can play as Fuego and win the AEW World Championship, I think I'm happy. Is Fuego in the game? That's the only question I have for Kenny. I don't is think Fuego there? Fuego's in the game. Why would he be? Come on, come on. Come on, you got to put Fuego in the game. Mean, you got to have someone to beat on your way up in your my career mode version of that. I don't think I think you're going to be very disappointed about the Fuego del Sol being in the game. Uh, like I'm looking at this roster, and this is from um this is from the smackdown hotel they do very good stuff with video game works uh like abaddon is in the game when was the last time she was on television it's legitimately i feel like been over a year this roster dark fairly recently yeah maybe i'm talking about television i get it i get it yeah i get it uh and this roster i know there's more coming like there's 24 people listed in the game roster right now and most of them are still on TV for the most part. But then again, you look at the people who are on TV. It's like, there's going to be no Soraya. There's going to be no Ruby, Ruby Soho. There's no Jamie Hayter. That's the women's champion right now. That's going to be changed. Yeah, that's got to be immediately fixed. There, there's again, no Samoa Joe. That's your TNT champion. Um, I'm sure the Young Bucks will be in the game. They're not like on the official roster. I can't imagine them like not being in the game though so but i think there's been like any footage of them and that's why people are like oh are they there are they not um who who else are champions they got three million champions and the guns yeah the guns they're not on the roster they're not in the game at at least as a god even the acclaimed like the acclaimed aren't listed as being in the game that's extra strange considering they're both like very early additions to the roster but remember the reports were that like the roster space was going to be smaller than I think everybody what was hoping for. And right. because of that, like a lot of AW's got a big roster, especially if you want to throw in ROH stuff in there. So people were just naturally going to be left off. Um, and that's, that's what happened. I will say the people that are in the game right now, um, they are pretty regularly featured. The, the ones that stick out are Abaddon. Yuka Sakazaki. She's not really, on television uh even nyla is not really on tv anymore the statlanders hurt so there's that the men's ro- i mean cody and cm punk aren't there so th- that's that's an issue yeah there's and this rot they gotta they gotta do some big time dlc because they're gonna be a, there's gonna be a big drop you have to assume to start the the drops for dlc yeah because the the roster man it, it based on what you see on tv it's kind of a weak weak roster so we'll see we, we'll see when this game eventually gets released in in 2025 <laughs> uh is she supposed to be in the game oh uh, yeah she she is in the game yeah good because our next story includes hikaru shida who's dealing with a minor finger injury according to her uh this is i don't think this was a big surprise but it certainly has kept her off of tv um which is strange because i would love to see her advance her storyline with the OGs and, and the the uh, the outsiders, if you will. But anyway, uh, Sheeta had provided an update, so let's uh, let's talk about it. She's uh, she's going to the show every week. She says, "Yeah, she's going." That was the surprising part, I think, is that like she's been at the shows. Okay, maybe she can't wrestle with this like finger injury, but she was a big part of the that uh, tag team match where she threw the kendo stick in there, and then that led to 
uh, Brit and Brit getting the win and everything. And then maybe she's been on TV since, but she certainly has not been integral to to the television that you would think based on what happened leading up to that January tag match, what happened at the January tag match. And then the fallout, which has been over a month now, you know, it's been more based on like, hey, here's what's Ruby Soho going to do. Like they've pivoted to like where like Ruby is the middle person instead of Sheeta. And then Sheeta's just kind of gone by the wayside. And I get why Ruby, she plays a role in this too, but it's it's a little just, it's a little clunky, that story for me. And the fact that Sheeta has been at television, okay, she can't wrestle, but feels like she should be there in some capacity, whether it's just talking a little bit, doing a vignette, interacting with these women in some way. I feels feels missed to me. It was nice that she provided an update on like, hey, this is why I haven't been able to wrestle. But I thought the bigger story was, and I didn't headline this because you know the technical bigger story is, hey, she's injured. But the the takeaway from me on this was she's been there. And they haven't done anything to like advance her portion of of uh of of the story. Yeah, so she appeared on an AW game stream, and uh, she said, "No, it was her own. It was her, oh, own, her own. Sorry, my my bad, yeah. my bad. No, you're right. It says her game stream. My bad. So she's on her game stream, and I love the fact she's like, I can play video games and I come to work, but I can't wrestle. That's fine. I get it. You can't <laughs> wrestle, but like, it, yeah, it's just it's a little strange that you know that you're there, but you're clearly not being." being used yeah. so anyway. especially okay you're there you're not being used like it happens they, they show up they go to catering but like she was integral to this story leading up to that uh kia form tag team match she you know brit or soraya picked uh picked tony like that was a big part of the story um and then she threw the kendo stick in the middle of the ring during the match that was a big part of the story and then like nothing after that. So it's not like, okay, she's not, she's there. She's not being used. Well, creative has nothing for her. We've heard that a million times, right? Like she was a big part of this story and now she's just gone by the wayside. Like why aren't, why haven't Brit and uh, Jamie like kind of interacted with Sheeta after all of that? Like, you know, it, it is, yeah. I don't know. Well, I have nothing to add to it. So I think we're just going to move on because <laughs> I, until they figure it out, I can't figure out anything. How's that? Uh, let's move on. Mike Tyson. Oh, baby. Mike Tyson says, I'd rather go to WWE, even if AEW paid more money. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, okay. I think it's pretty, pretty uh, important to say that he had the undertaker who is very much yeah. a WWE superstar on his show when he said these words. However, Mike That's Tyson. not the important part of the story. Okay. Oh, oh, it's not. Let me no. let me hear it. This is on the Mike Tyson podcast with The Undertaker. Let's hear this. Go ahead. The important part of this story is the podcast is called Hot Boxing, and time. Mike Tyson was stoned out of his damn mind in this in, in this interview. That hold is on, the important part of this story. You mean to tell me that it's not called Hot Boxing because he is a boxer? <laughs> Well, former boxer. Oh, no, he still boxes sometimes. He is a boxer who is maybe good looking or he is so fast that his hands are hot. Therefore, he is a hot boxing. Sure. If that's how you want to conclude it and that's that's how you want to take it, then then sure. Go for it. It's called hot boxing because this man just gets stoned as hell and he was 
gone, gone during this podcast. Like, it was honestly hilarious because Undertaker would like tell a story. Tyson's just sitting there. He's like, Ultimate Warrior. Tell, tell, tell me about the Ultimate Warrior. I can't do a Tyson impression. I'm not even going to try. He's like, oh, that dude, that dude is crazy. Like, and then at the end of the end of the podcast, Undertaker's like trying to wrap things up. They're all trying to wrap things up. And Mike Tyson just butts in and goes, Hey Stax Calhoun. That's <laughs> it. He just says, Hey Stax Calhoun. That's the name you want to remember in wrestling, by the way. Hey, they Stax. are re-watching, they are re-watching like WrestleMania 14 footage and everything. And Tyson is like, he sees it on his screen, and like he can't even tell what's going on as he's watching it. He, he has no recollection of what happened and everything. Like he is gone when he said, I'm pretty sure he does not know he's actually appeared on AEW television. At least during this, while they're doing this podcast, he does not know. I've been on AEW television multiple times. I fell asleep during their TNT title match. I, like, I don't think he remembered that as he was doing this podcast so that's the important part of this story is that i didn't want to write that in the article i tried to give sort of as much context as i could uh with things but i i didn't i didn't want to you know fully write that like mike tyson stoned out of his damn mind said this on his podcast but he was gone he said and I'm going to be fair to Mike Tyson here. Like during this portion, they're watching something and Tyson's just like, he's like half out of it. He's like, I'm fucked up, man. And he just <laughs> says it. And I could have been like, because they're watching something and he's just said, but I, or it could have just been, he was fucked up, man. But he just says like, yeah, he's like drifting in and out. He's like, oh man, I'm fucked up. And yeah, he was gone during this. So yeah, he says like, AW. I'm pretty sure he said, like, have you heard of AEW? Tony Khan, have you heard of Tony Khan? He's like, yeah, I, I'd go to WWE even though AEW paid more. By the way, I'm sure Tyson got paid more for WrestleMania 14 than AEW had paid him in total for all of his appearances. Because he said he got millions from WrestleMania 14, which I do believe. I do believe he got millions for 14. There ain't no way Tony has paid him more than a million for all of these appearances. And if he has, bless Mike Tyson for getting that bag. How are the Jaguars doing when Mike Tyson appeared on AEW TV? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that's 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 what you need to ask. So yeah, he says, they gave me so much money, WWE. I was in debt too. I got a couple million dollars. I was so proud. Vince became my main man. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. And then, yeah, he, he jumps in. He's like, Tony Khan and those guys, these guys wanted to put me on the show and stuff before. I don't care if they got more money Vince put on the show. I'd rather go there, even though AEW pays more money. And then Undertaker's just like, I don't blame you there. It's going <laughs> to it's gonna get so much more play. See, WWE is doing it right. When, when Tyson says, like, they wanted to put me on the show, it's like, they have! They have put you on the show, Mike. You've been on these shows multiple times. You just did commentary last year. On rampage, and he was oh god, it was he was stoned out of his mind on that, which was great. You could tell Tyson just came out. He'd either just taken his edible or took his edible an hour ago. It takes a while for those things kick in. He'd taken his edible or he just smoked the one up, and he come out there. He's a high, just vibing on commentary. He's been on AEW TV, and again, when you listen to him, he makes it sounds like I've heard of AEW. They wanted me on their TV. I ain't gonna do it. I'd rather go to to WWE. Tyson was gone during this podcast, but it ruled. Absolutely ruled. Hear me out. Mike Tyson returns to WWE 
to present Cody Rhodes with the oh. new WWE Championship after I'm WrestleMania. It. it brings back the winged eagle, the same yeah. belt he handed yeah. Austin. Exactly. That's it. what I'm getting to. This is what we're I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Book it. it. Book it. <laughs> I was about to say book it, TK, and then I realized that we're not talking about AW. Book it, Triple H. There it is. <sighs> All right. We're at the final one, unless he was the one to talk about stoned ass Mike Tyson. Nah, bless Mike Tyson's podcast, man. That that's probably a podcast that I if I didn't do this for a living, I just listen to. Pod- I'd probably listen to that because he gets some good guests, uh, and like they they clearly have respect for Tyson because of his boxing career and everything. And it's just very it's laid back for a reason, but it's just a very chill setting of like, yeah, sure, let's just banter and just tell some old war stories and stuff it's great that's good stuff all right let's get to our final story uh sammy zane reflects on his reaction from the montreal crowd on the 217 smackdown and the promo that he cut and all that stuff i just cut i completely just bungled the headline itself but it's linked in the description so you can go and and find it there uh did you know that sammy zane and i suddenly became best friends over the weekend yeah, I saw that. We, we um, saw that. I feel like this was a mistake that this article. I didn't send this one to you, Joel. I I think you like included this your, yourself. But I, your name, I right? sent you. Oh no, I wrote the article. I know that, but like I didn't send you this article. Oh well, that's awkward. I sent you another Tony Khan quote because I love talking about Tony Khan quotes. I, I sent you the one where he talked about, "Hey, if." If hypothetically I owned another wrestling company, I would keep the roster separate. That was a big quote. I got a lot of play last week. That's the one that I I don't know how this Sami Zayn article. You want to talk about Tony Khan and Ariel Hawani? That seems to be a big deal. I want. I didn't think about Tony Khan and Ariel Hawani. I did. I was going to ask Paul about it in the press conference. Hawani was standing right right back there. I know. I sent Sean. I was just like, I'm going to ask Paul about Hawani, and I was like, Sean, I'm going to do it, and he's like, Go for it. Just like, oh, Sean doesn't care. Yeah. I know it was more. I just wanted to make sure that like I wasn't going to go too inside baseball. And I was like, I've got. I think I got a good question. I think I got it right. You know, if anything, I'll just get the engagement. And he's like, see if Paul can say W. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> didn't happen. Instead, Paul was asked about you know the WWE sale, and he he just tiptoed around that instead. Shout out to Brandon Thurston. He is so good at what he does, and he's so he good at keeping keeping his values in line. So, uh, got to meet those guys in the pre- in the post wrestling dudes. They were. They were all good. Everyone that I met from media was was a lot of fun. What do you think Triple H would have said if you had gotten your question? What was okay. your question, by the so, way? Yeah, let me let me pull up the question. And I'll read it to you verbatim. I just have to pull up my Google Keep because I keep all my interview questions there. Oh, of course, I deleted it. Um, <laughs> it essentially, you know, Ariel Hawani was a big part of this weekend's events in Montreal. Uh, what was the process of bringing him in? And why did you pick him instead of another Montreal sports celebrity or, or Montreal media celebrity. So I was, you know, why, why not GSP? Why not Pat Laprade? Why not someone else? Why, why Helwani basically? And I know Triple H would have been like, we have a great, we have a great relationship with BT Sport. Ariel Helwani works for BT Sport, and he's great, and we love Ariel Helwani. He spoke to me a lot when I had my heart condition. He reached out to me, and he was great. Um, we we really appreciate the work that he does. He's very hardworking. When we presented this opportunity, he's a Montreal's native son, and he said that he wanted to be a part of it. So uh, we said, let's let's go ahead do that. And uh, yeah, then and then we saw the tweet from Tony Khan, and we were like, well, fuck this, we're going to put him out for the. <laughs> Michael Cole did take the shot of like, <laughs> yes, 
a, you know, he's unbiased. He's asked the tough questions, whether you want to answer them or not. Kind of rolled. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care about the Tony Khan, Ariel Hawani beef. I, I find it funny. I find it stupid. Uh, but the, the shots on TV are hilarious. And I hope Tony Khan's big announcement on Wednesday is that he's hired Denise Salcedo. Right now she is fired. I wish, I wish more people would understand and realize that like when AEW started, this is what they were doing. They brought in Alicia Atut. They brought in Chris Van Vliet. They were giving all of these creators an like a spot to do stand-ups in the crowd for AEW. It's the same shit. So what's he getting upset about? What's he getting, getting upset about? We know why he's getting upset. It's because Helwani made the comments after the interview. Yeah, if Helwani says nothing after that interview, they just do the interview. Helwani never addresses again. They, those tweets don't happen they don't because it's just an interview and that's it but because that happened then tony has to friday night friday night tony is unhinged man absolutely unhinged yeah hanging out at brit's apartment with the rest of the wrestlers watching rampage that's not and by the way that's not like a scoop that's not like insight he has said that they have all yeah. talked about this publicly so it's not like we're breaking news here uh, <laughs> they're all just hanging out at brit's place just enjoying the shows oh my god uh, so yeah all right couldn't, I, I couldn't get triple h I, I couldn't get paul to answer that question that was a good you, you were going well until you you turned it into oh, I knew I was going territory. To yeah yes. that was good though that was good i but, all right but that, I will, I, so I, i'll be honest before you start that that really was the answer that i would have expected from triple h about yeah. hawani like I knew where I was gonna, I knew what I was gonna get, but I still wanted it to be addressed because let's face it, it became like this internet hot button topic. So why not? Why not bring it up? And it felt weird with Helwani being in the room and all, but afterwards I went up to him, said, Hey, and said, you know, I, I work with Sean and he's a big fan. I just want to, you know, pass on hellos. Um, so yeah, it, and he was really sweet, really kind guy. And I said, I want to ask about you. And he's like, Oh God, thank God you didn't. I'm like, oh, I would have been more fun this way with you in the room. <laughs> yeah. I'll 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 actually put you over Joel Pearl. I did actually want to address the the Hawani TK stuff. I thought, eh, whatever. I'm not gonna talk about it on our show. I don't know if I'll ever talk about it again. So this was the place for that. I'll put you over Joel Pearl. For some reason, you got the last question at the WWE press conference. I can't believe that happened. What what the hell is wrong with WWE? <laughs> the last question. You asked a really good question though. You asked a good question, and not just because of like the content. Like the way you framed it was really good to Sami Zayn. We all saw, I assume, we all saw the report that that Sean put out of like, hey, Sami Zayn's promo was not what like people expected on SmackDown because he took in the audience for five minutes and then just gave a very fired up uh, couple of lines in French and then threw the mic down and was like, let's fucking go and, and that whole thing. And Sean was like, yeah, that. You know, people were expecting something different. And Sammy, after your question, admitted he had kind of other ideas and everything. Instead of like framing this as like, there was a report put out that uh, your promo was not what people expected. And the producers thought it was going to be different. And, you know, what, what were your initial plans? You framed it in such a good way that didn't mention Sean's report at all. It was just like, hey, you went out there, you took in the audience. Like, was there more? that you wanted to say uh did you have other ideas but you decided to reverse course and then he gave a very good answer 
off of that. So I credit you for the way you framed and asked this question because you put it out there of like, hey, we're not even going to mention this report type of thing. How are you feeling about this? Like, what was your mindset going into it? And then he gave a good answer off of that. So I'll put you over and say you asked a very good last question. I really appreciated how you framed it. It was very professional as how you did it. And Sammy, I thought, gave – he was very good in that press conference, by the way. Uh, I didn't – you know, I wanted to put you over for some reason to end it. But when he was asked, like, hey, how are you feeling? And he's like, I feel strangely detached. Like, this is just strange. Like, it. this all meant something to him right like we all we like to just say like oh it's wrestling it's scripted it's fake blah 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 it's like man it's these reformers when they're out there doing something like this and we we know this right this is why people fight for various creative and everything like this is just not like a a thing to them it's like hey just go out there read your script do whatever do, do your match get all your shit in and everything for these wrestlers like when they are in something like this and this is a big story this was a big moment uh for for sammy bloodline montreal all of this it's like this meant something to him and he he couldn't just be like you know what this is just part of the story i understand that like i i know it's not my time right now maybe it'll come down the line but like you know what we did like this is all special there's a bigger part to all of this like no man he was like you know, this just kind of sucks. Like I wanted to win and this just kind of sucks that I didn't win here in Montreal. And I thought Sammy was very good. He was very reflective. He was very honest. And you did not fuck up the last question, Joel. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I will be honest that in the entire presser I had, so, so they come in at the beginning and they're just like, who wants to ask questions? Obviously everyone's like, yeah. And then at one point the woman who was handling my side of the room, tapped me on the shoulder, was like, do you have a question for Austin Theory at the beginning? And I'm thinking to myself, I asked Theory all my questions on Friday, the ones that I cared about to ask, and I got everything I wanted out of him. And then it was Edge and Beth, and I was going to ask Edge about his retirement speech back in September in Toronto, and how and if he felt like he was still on pace to do that. And then Graham from uh, Bleacher Report did a wonderful job asking that question instead. And I was like, perfect. Someone asked it. That's all I care about. Uh, and then we got to Paul and I told you what I want to ask Paul and I didn't get a chance to. And then we got to Sammy. And the reason why I got to ask Sammy a question, to be perfectly honest, is because the dude from Gorilla Position was sitting next to me. He asked the first question. And then a, a few other people asked. And then the guy next to me was from local media in Montreal. And he asked a question about like, when is, Mon- when is WrestleMania coming to Montreal? And I was like, we can't end it on this. But then I turned to the woman who was, again, like monitoring our side. And I was like, hey, can I ask a question? And so she gave me the mic. And then as Byron Saxon is just like, we're going to the last question. I was like looking in his face, waving the microphone in his hand, being like, motherfucker, it's me. It's I am the last question. And, and then I asked it. And, and I asked it because I wanted to follow up on, on the report because um, I had heard similar things. And uh, I, I wanted to get it out of him. I wanted to know what else he wanted to talk about. Uh, in that promo and i wanted him to kind of acknowledge the fact that yeah that wasn't what the plan was i don't think anyone ever plans for a five five and a half minute standing ovation to end uh, an episode of smackdown but he did it and then he yelled out you know tabernak and other french like swearing colloquialisms and we're just like what was that i turned to tim who was with me at the show i was like no one's supposed to happen something felt weird about that promo it was very good it was very emotional i felt something but that wasn't right something was wrong 
And um, yeah, getting the opportunity to ask that question was very cathartic for me and very, um, very exciting for me too. So it was good. And, and he gave the right answer. And he waited until the very end to tell me what the hell he was going to talk about, which I was like, thank God he told me. <laughs> I want to talk about Cody. I want to talk about Ron. I was like, oh, thank God he said it. Oh, told me at least that he he was he was good. But he's raw. And 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 all weekend I saw him uh at various events and like he was stretched so friggin' thin. Yeah, you can tell. Clearly, just like and, and this was this was the end of it for him, at least this chapter. And I think for him, that's why he felt weird. It was because after being dragged pillar to post being asked a billion questions and a lot of them being like, are you going to win on Saturday? Uh, I think he was kind of like in his head that I don't think he thought he was going to win. I don't think it was that at all. It was, it was more that he was so, so um, pumped up that having to do the loss and finish the way things did um, that, that affects you and it affects your psyche. So it was a good time to ask a question like that. <laughs> you, you did good. You did good all weekend. Uh, again, the, the press conference question, I've I've only been to to one of the the press conference media scrum. It was AW uh, Full Gear 2019, and much different setting. It was with you know, Tony was there, Jericho was there, and all of this stuff. And sometimes you don't know like what you're gonna get out of these things. Like if you'd ask Austin Theory a question, Austin Theory was clearly gimmicking everything. That man wasn't saying anything of substance until he had to get to hey, hit your point on the open challenge type of thing and then he did that at the very end like Austin theory wasn't giving you anything edge and beth i, I thought were, were fine um triple h is always he'll he'll sometimes answer stuff he did a great job squirting that uh, squirting uh skirting that uh question about sammy's uh changing creative in montreal he didn't answer anything about that he's like montreal knew it was gonna be a big reaction was a big reaction didn't didn't touch on anything when it came to changing creative plans no because all he had to do was say i felt that patterson in the room yeah i was crying (laughs) basically when he started invoking like pat patterson's name it was just like oh he ain't talking shit about what happened in the creative man i i I was listening to that and it was a good question the thing is is like you're not gonna because somebody asked tony about this after this was after the cm punk stuff uh but somebody asked tony about swerve and keith and like did you think about calling an audible when you heard the reaction to the acclaimed it's like how are you supposed to answer these kind of right. questions be like are you gonna like bury your your booking decision of like yeah i thought about it but then decided not to or yeah maybe i should have and like you're not gonna like really say any of that I was like, oh, I'm going to start transcribing this. And I did. And I was like, oh, this was a no substance answer right here. Um, still ran an article out of it because I took time to transcribe. But, you know, Triple H, he'll give you some answers, but you can otherwise he'll like skirt around some stuff. Yeah, I thought Sammy was very open and honest with this kind of stuff. And, and I, I appreciate him uh, being that way for the purposes of uh, of the press conference, because I thought he really kind of saved everything in the press conference. I thought you did a good job with the question. Not only did you do a good job at the press conference with your question, but you you did a good job in the the Sammy interview that that we ran. Uh, I thought that I thought that was very good. And I know you have like a very limited amount of time on those, and I also know like you got to hit on like talk about elimination chamber, promote elimination chamber. And like, they have to answer that question about 13 times based on who comes up and and talks to them. So, but you asked some other good questions that I imagine didn't get asked of bagels and Hey, you're at the hockey game. You asked the question about weird places that you wrestle type of thing. By the way, I'll tell you now, I asked everybody except for Raquel Rodriguez. 
everyone got asked that question and believe it or not austin theory probably had the best answer i'll tell you off the air well oh okay i look forward to i'll probably do just like a compilation article yeah that's fine that's fine of like but i'll I'll get it out there one way or another i already have the one sammy thing on the back end i combined the bagels and the the hockey thing just because it was easy to to combine and then i'll do a compilation article on the the weirdest places you've wrestled from uh from elimination chamber media scrum so good stuff i appreciated that you uh that you did that uh because we had talked about it uh, a few weeks ago so there you go folks if you'd watched newsworthy the past couple of weeks you would have known that these questions might be coming down the pipeline and joel pearl asked wwe superstars the weirdest places they have wrestled thank you johnny gargano for being asked that very asinine question that we got to talk about <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, I, I will. I will end with this. The Sammy, um, not the, the the junket, the interview was hilarious because they brought him in late. He was doing another appearance, and everyone wanted Sammy. All of the audio only interviews got like way more time, probably closer to ten minutes with him because everyone else, like all the other uh, handlers, were trying to get everyone kind of moved around and dealt with and then out of there. When they got to me, they were like, "We." they got to the Love Wrestling guys. He, so Sammy did them first. And it was like, in and out. Come on, like, keep, like, get out, go. And then one of the PR guys turns to me. He's like, can you do it quick? I'm like, can I do it quick? And I grabbed Sammy. like, let's go. And so we got it in five minutes. Uh, I almost wanted to say, can I do it quick? Talk to my wife. <laughs> but, but we got Sammy. We did it. Uh, we did it and, and we hit it. And they they did they they didn't have to tap us once. They never had to give us the one minute. Like that was kind of the one thing that I was really um I'll put myself over for a second. I was very happy with myself for being able to keep the time and make sure that we weren't going over with anybody. So that was good. That was good. And the, the whole junket itself, you'll see there was a, a lot of fun questions and a lot of good conversation. Nikki Cross loves Tim Hortons for some reason. It's awful. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Don't. you never you never know how that stuff is going to go because but yeah i've never been in the media junket but i've watched enough of the interviews to know you get like five minutes yeah. with these people and you maybe have your list of questions and everything but you based on their answer you might want to have a follow-up or they might go on about something uh like sammy is very notorious for just kind of rambling a little yes. bit i had so to read you- for a minute yeah, like you, you might ask him one thing and he just goes on. It's like, all right, well, that's all the time we got. We got the same. Like, that is very tough. I don't feel like I could do that well because I'm not, I don't consider myself very professional <laughs> with a lot of this stuff. I like to just ask stupid questions and I don't feel like I'm good at just like, I like to ramble myself. I don't think I'm always very pointed. Um, but I thought you did. I've only seen the Sammy interview. Um, and, you know, I got that immediately transcribed everything and, and got all that got all that going so i've only seen that interview but based on that based on your press conference i thought you did very well i'm very proud of you joel nobody clipped this i will sue you if you clip this well thank you somebody clip this send it to jeremy <laughs> and then send it to me let's get out of here do the plugs let's go about our mornings i don't know what we're plugging don't follow me on twitter follow steven jensen on twitter at fight talk underscore uh we have tag talk Later on today at 3 p.m. Eastern. So in about four hours from now, my time is right. Uh, it'll be Kylie and a special guest talking tag team wrestling. What do we have tomorrow? We have FMC tomorrow. Uh, that's cool. I don't know what we're talking about there. Milf Banner. Oh, man. The Milf Banner tweets. Go wild, Joel Pearl. People love them. I see uh, it. So, yeah. We got Milf Banner to talk about. 
people want to check that out. That's our non-wrestling podcast. For all you wrestling people who listen to this, if you have other interests besides wrestling, uh, you can watch FMC. We talk a lot of basketball and reality television on that. Wednesday, we have, I have no idea. I think New Japan is back this week. I don't think they had a show last week. Uh, They should probably be back. There may have been a pretty good show on Saturday night for them to talk about. Yeah, I'm always back, but New, J- New Japan B- Bread Club, yeah. New Japan Bread Club runs every other week. So, um, if there wasn't a show last week, there will be a show this week. And if there was a show last week, then there won't be a show this week. Uh, but we'll have something up there, yeah. regardless. We always we'll do. Something. Somehow we're filling out the. Uh, somehow we're filling out the calendar. Yes, we're. I mean, we, we got we got a lot of good content creators, man. Uh, Indeed is on Thursday. Coexisting is on Friday. I, newsworthy back in its regular spots on Saturday, and then Tim Joel Kate plus eight on Sunday, and that's our that's our schedule. That is our schedule. Yes, Kate is back this coming Sunday. Tim was with me last night because we were at Montreal together. We had literally seen each other like eight hours earlier, so we said let's talk about the experience. And while Tim tried to put his kid down, I talked about Montreal. So there you go. Uh, there that's go. it. There we go. Good. We did it. We got through a live newsworthy. Let's never talk about this again. Uh, This was fun. And there we go. There's a really obnoxious delay on that. Anyway, I'm at Joel for J-O-E-L-P-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.